It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Hey, welcome to the Americhicks. I'm Kim Munson, and we do dissect issues. The news, politics, and opinion is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we need to have these conversations. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com, and sign up for our emails. We'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guest topics and important events. And uh, keep those cards and letters coming. You uh, all have been reaching out regarding shows, things you like, things you don't, and I greatly appreciate it. I love hearing from you. And uh, we are the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. Uh, As many of you know, our Vino and Veritas is this upcoming Monday. Uh, I'm partnering with Dr. Tom Cranawitter and his team at Speakeasy Ideas, and we are bringing you Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. Uh, Dr. Cranawitter is creating a fascinating lecture series on the Federalist Papers, and we will meet the fourth Monday of each month throughout 2019. Uh, We are sold out for January, Uh, although if you'd like to be added to the wait list, uh, Bethany would be happy to do that. So uh, the link is on our website, americhicks.com. Or you can uh, email or check out, uh, let's see, it's speakeasyideas.com, I think it is. Anyway, go to my website, americhicks.com, and that'll get you there. Um, Let's see. Next, yesterday, we had a a little shout-out to somebody that was doing something um, of excellence, striving for excellence and very cheerful. That was Spencer and Stephanie and Mahalia over at Alta Convenience Store. So if you are running into somebody that's doing something exceptional, just email me at kimandamerichicks.com, and we will certainly highlight them as well. Because we need to get back to civility and uh, striving for excellence, being cheerful as we deal with each other, and we would love to hear about that. I am thrilled to have in studio with me Casper Stockham. He is a friend. Um, how long have we known each other, Casper? Wow, probably definitely around 2012-ish, yeah. somewhere in that time That's kind of when I started to get involved in all this. Yes, me too. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that, gosh, time <laughs> flies when you're having fun. <laughs> but it's great to have you in studio. Uh, you have um, actually challenged Diana to get twice yes. running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that the people of Colorado would be uh, would have been blessed if you would have oh, won that election. Thank you. Uh, but But that didn't happen. No. But you're not giving up. You have solutions. We'll oh, yeah. We've got it. plenty of solutions. Yep. So we'll talk about that in the third and the fourth segment. All right. In the second segment, we'll be talking with Ryan Mabacon. He has, uh, he's with the Mises Institute, and he has written a really interesting piece about decentralizing our national parks. And so that's going to be a, a really hmm. terrific conversation as well. Okay. If it saves us money, I'm down for it. Yes, I like that. So, But my, 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 was it not exciting in Washington, D.C. yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about the border wall. There were oh, yeah. competing plans that uh, the Senate voted on, and uh, Senator Gardner voted for both of them. Mm-hmm. It's yep. like, take a stand. Come right. on, take a stand. He did. He stand for both. I stand for both. <laughs> yeah, right. And then um, uh, Senator Bennett uh, kind of had a little... 
um, tantrum, you might say, on the yeah, floor. Yeah, he got emotional, man. He was on it. Yeah, so Steve, I think you've got that soundbite of Senator Bennett. It's about two minutes long, but it's worth uh, listening to, and then we'll comment about it. These crocodile tears that the senator from Texas is crying for first responders are too hard for me to take. They're too hard for me to take. Because when you sh- when the senator from Texas shut this government down in 2013, my state was flooded. It was underwater. People were killed. People's houses were destroyed. Their small businesses were ruined forever. And because of the senator from Texas, this government was shut down for politics. Then he surfed to a second place finish in the Iowa caucuses. But we're of no help to the first responders, to the teachers, to the students whose schools were closed. With the federal government that was shut down because of the junior senator from Texas. Now, it's his business, not my business, why he supports a president who wants to erect a medieval barrier on the border of Texas, who wants to use eminent domain to build that wall, who wants to declare an unconstitutional emergency to build that wall. That's the business of the senator from Texas, I can assure you. Then in Colorado, if a president said he was going to use eminent domain to erect a barrier across the state of Colorado, across the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, he was going to steal the property of our farmers and ranchers to build his medieval wall, there wouldn't be an elected leader from our state that would support that idea. Which goes to my final point. How ludicrous it is that this government is shut down over a promise the president of the United States couldn't keep. Wow. Wow, Casper. (laughs) So much to unpack in so little time. There there is a a lot to talk about there. I I don't know quite where you want to start, but uh, shall we... Let's talk about he was concerned about the people that that died in the floods of 2013. And that is tragic. Uh, Looking at this, there were eight people that died in the floods of 2013 here in Colorado. And that certainly is tragic. And and I I appreciate the fact that Senator Bennett is concerned about them. Uh, However, what does that have to do with the government shutdown? True. But however, well, true. Mm. But. He doesn't seem to have any concern for all of the people that have been killed by illegal aliens. Right, right. The angel uh, families and stuff, right? Exactly. Steve, you had a thought. I was going to be tacky and call him Senator. I got a spine. Um, (laughs) Versus Senator, I don't have a spine. But you're right. I mean, you're going to talk numbers, Senator Bennett. Let's talk about. You know, I just you know, it just popped up the other day that there was a husband and wife. who were killed by right. an illegal immigrant just recently in another state. Yeah. But it's like, how many? Yeah. You don't want to keep numbers, track of numbers. How many? Right. And so, I, th- I you know, I, I think that it's very hypocritical on what he's doing. And I think that, um, I, I think he was playing to the emotion of, they're getting people ginned up. I oh, have, yeah. I, oh, have yeah. I have, I have a, a friend that um, after she watches NPR and CNN, <laughs> 
I get these text messages and I, I want to respond reasonably, but it takes time to actually respond reasonably because right. they are getting people ginned up. And I think well, he's playing to that. That's how they operate. I mean, that's what they always do. Every time there's a government shutdown, they always bring out the people who are being affected, you know, and they're talking about now they're talking about the workers that are being affected after missing one paycheck. These workers are now getting kicked out of their homes, which is impossible to do. You can't if somebody owns a home, you don't get kicked out after missing one mortgage payment. Well, and my understanding is that the credit unions are offering short term loans. Right. Uh, but I do know that it is affecting some of the people that depend on, uh, for example, uh, small business administration is closed down. So loans can't be going through yeah. for those kinds of things. So people that are dependent on that, that is affecting them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that we need to, to work together and and make sure that we're kind of taking care of each other during the shutdown. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the medieval wall that... You know, they have a way of coming up with some terms that just really just cause all kind of emotional responses. You know, a medieval wall. He's going to put up that medieval wall. I'm like, well, wasn't is is the Vatican's wall medieval? Uh-huh. Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China. Well, that one could have been medieval. Well, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of effectiveness. Effectiveness, you know, I mean, walls work, fences work, barriers work. Um, the fact that they are trying to act like a fence is different than a wall, than a barrier is, is amazing to me. And we shouldn't allow them to do that. You know, uh, any kind of borders um, um, barrier is a good thing, right? And, and back in 2006, even as, uh, um, as far back as 2006 with the Secure Fence Act, they were going to put up a two-layered fence, and they would have had to take in a lot more property to put up a two-layered fence with the, you know, with the road in between, then a wall would take up. So obviously back then they weren't concerned about eminent domain taking property. They weren't concerned about, you know, having this obstruction in the middle of somebody's property. You know, like people are living right, right on the border. The house is literally on the border. You know, they have land on the border, Mm -hmm. but not houses on the border. So, and if they are taking, if Senator Bennett feels that now eminent domain is stealing property, We've been doing eminent domain for a long time. I never heard him say or, or, or put it in those terms before that we're stealing people's property. Well, so we're not going to have time to unpack oh, this whole thing, no, unfortunately. No we're going to have to talk about it. But eminent domain is something that um, I've always been really concerned about. And eminent domain was put in place in case government needed to do something to protect the yeah. people or... Uh, in the case, like when they were building the interstate highway system, the highway system, yeah. Um, some of my my father's farmland was taken mm. for one of the roads. That was it taken, or did they give him compensation? Well, they actually compensated, okay. and that is the thing with eminent domain: right. you are to be compensated fair market value. Right, right. And, and that's what they should be fighting for: is making sure that people are compensated. It, okay, good point. The other thing is, though, is is when is eminent domain necessary? I would say in this particular case. It is, because we are having a humanitarian crisis that is coming to the border. Mm -hmm. We don't know who's coming across the border. Uh, I saw a news article just recently that they had over 100 terrorists that were trying to get in. And so we need to do something to to make sure that we protect American citizens. And that is what Trump is trying to do. Uh, Imminent domain, uh, when I was on city council Mm -hmm. a couple of different times, they were kicking around the idea of uh, using eminent domain for some land for a turn lane and then also for kind of the landing pad for a pedestrian bridge. Mm. 
And I did not think that was the proper role of government. Right. And uh, I said, um, basically over my dead body, I was afraid they might, might take me up on that. (laughs) (laughs) But so it has to be used very judiciously. Sure. But in this case, I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Two other things that I wanted to mention. Mm -hmm. If Senator Bennett is so concerned Mm -hmm. about government stealing property. Yeah. Why did he uh, uh, why did he support like Obamacare or higher taxes? Because that is a just a little different way. The government is taking property and uh, and they're forcing us to do it. They're taking it. Exactly. And they're not even compensating us. We got to pay more for them to do it. Good point. They're not even (laughs) good point on that. And then lastly, if they're so concerned about shutting down government, you know, he was, I think, the superintendent of Denver schools. He's Mm -hmm. an educator. Mm -hmm. Boy, I tell you what, the teachers union doesn't have any problem about shutting down the schools in Los Angeles or here in Denver. I think they're striking right now, aren't they? I think they are striking right now. So this Senator Bennett is talking out of both sides of his mouth on this. Yep. And I do think that it was a bit, um, a a bit, I think it was fake passionate is what I think. Fake passion. I think it was. Grandstanding. Grandstanding. Okay. He's been laying for Cruz since 2013. Right. Obviously he had a bone, uh, you know, a bone to grind or whatever phrase I'm looking for. And he's just been waiting for the opportunity. And can you imagine his excitement yesterday when Cruz got up first? Because if you look at the way it played out in the Senate, Mm -hmm. Cruz spoke first. And then Michael Bennett gets up and and drops this tirade, which he's been holding on to for five years. Yeah, Yeah, I think he needs to maybe get a hold of his anger on that. I think he maybe needs a little anger management training on that. What do you think, Yeah, he needs a green drinkers. Some ginkgo biloba or something to chill out. (laughs) There you go. Hey, we need to go to break. Before we do that, though, the Super Bowl is coming up. It's going to be the L.A. Rams facing the Patriots. The question is, where will you watch the big game? Well, Hooters, of course. Hooters is your game day headquarters. Uh, You can watch the big game at Hooters with specials starting at $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. And if you come into any Hooters during the big game, you can enter to win a brand new 55-inch HDR TV. Mm. And did you know that Hooters wings can fly? I did not. They can. You can have them actually delivered right to your doorstep. So try their new smoked wings. They're delicious, only half the calories. Order your Hooters to go or have them delivered right to your front door. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the Americhicks. We'll be right back. Casper Stockham is in studio with me. We'll be talking in the third or fourth segment about your Love Saves America. I can't wait to talk about that. And when we come back, we'll be chatting with Ryan Mamakin regarding a piece that he recently has written regarding decentralizing our national parks. Nice. We'll be right back. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. 
Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for our emails. Uh, I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And uh, I'm the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. And uh, before we jump into the rest of the show, I forgot to, I forgot to sell, tell you my joke. Oh. Okay, so are you? I hope it's funny. I I, I hope it's funny too, (laughs) Casper. We have in studio with us Casper Stockham. Many of you know him. He has stepped up the plate twice and run for public office. He challenged Diana to get for Congress, and uh, you didn't. You were not. You didn't win that time. No. But you're not giving up. Not giving up. And nope. we'll be chatting about uh, your solutions here in just a moment. So here some you would, go. Some would consider that a joke as well, but that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Casper, while stitching the hand of an old cowboy who had caught his hand in a, the gate, uh, a young doctor struck up a conversation with the cowboy. Eventually, the conversation got around to politicians. Mm. The old cowboy said, "The way I see it, most politicians are post turtles." And so the young doc asked. Post-turtle. Yeah, what's a post-turtle? Okay, so the old cowboy replied, replied, when you're driving down a country road and you come across a fence post with a turtle balanced on top, that's a post-turtle. Oh. Uh So seeing the puzzled look on the young doctor's face, the old cowboy explained, you know, the turtle didn't get up there himself. Mm -hmm. He doesn't belong there. He doesn't know what to do while he's up there. He's elevated way beyond his ability to function. And you just wonder what kind of fool put him up there to begin with. <laughs> and that, Casper, is the best explanation <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. So, well, I thought we were going to have Ryan um, Macon on the line with us regarding this really excellent piece that he had written about uh, making the case for decentralizing national parks. Mm-hmm. So let's just chat a little bit about it. Okay. Okay. Ryan says that the federal government is in the midst of a parcel shutdown. Mm -hmm. But he says, don't worry, there's still plenty of money flowing to a great many government departments. And even those workers who experience deferred salaries during the shutdown will almost certainly get all of their back pay in in full. Absolutely. Okay. But as always, during these so-called shutdowns, many of the most popular amenities offered by the federal government are being shut down. This includes national parks such as Yosemite and Rocky Mountain National Park. Right. Okay. So back in 2013, and I remember this, the Obama administration, they wanted to make it really hurt. Really hurtful, yeah. Yeah, and so it was almost punitive. Yeah, so they, so they blocked off the parks. Mm-hmm. They, they spent extra money and signage and everything else. And, barriers. And barriers to block off the park so people couldn't go in the park to even look around. Right. Yeah. So in this case, there's been, uh, Ryan makes the case, there's more, uh, a bit more of a laissez-faire uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, rather than sending armed guards, barking threats and orders at visiting taxpayers, yeah. <laughs> this administration is simply closing down services. Right. And most of these services won't be missed by most people. But uh, it 
is closing off bathrooms and outhouses, and things can start to get messy. Right. Okay. And they, and they are. Mm-hmm. Although I did see that, uh, I think in Rocky Mountain National Park, that actually things are, are pretty good. Well, and if we as citizens visiting the park take, if whatever we take in, we take it back out. Exactly. It's not a problem at all. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And if for some reason you need to, you know, relieve yourself, relieve yourself in a national park, I mean, what's to prevent you from... We pick up after our dogs. Exactly. So why not pick up after ourselves? True. Right? Just have a doggy bag. And, <laughs> and take, take it care out. of you. And take right, it out. Right. And, and if you have, you know, a cup of coffee, take your cup back out. I mean, come on. We can be responsible citizens should, about this. We should be able to handle that. Yeah. So anyway, one of so the... What's his what's his plan or what's his thought on it? Well, basically what he says is that um, the people that live near the parks... Mm-hmm really are probably the ones that want to make sure that they're taken care of well. Okay. So maybe instead of having the parks, the decisions made for parks back in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. how about if we de- decentralize that and bring that that control back to the areas where the parks are? And yeah. uh, and I think one of the concerns is is that, that private enterprise would charge too much for the parks so that ev- regular everyday people wouldn't be able to use them. I, well, maybe, maybe, but I think the free market would actually make the parks better. I think the parks would be overall cleaner. I think they'd be run better. I think they'd be, um, I don't think it'd be more expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to say, though, on that. It might increase the fees a bit, but, but, but you know, I think that it makes sense. In essence, though, maybe it wouldn't uh, because there's so much money that goes into the federal government. Right. Uh, so I think that it, I think it makes sense. And so I'll try to get him on. And we must have gotten our wires crossed on something. And you know what? That happens sometimes. It does Casper. happen in radio, for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. So um, we have just a few more minutes. Is there anything else that we want to go back and talk about regarding Senator Gardner and Senator Bennett? I'm really disappointed in Corey. Yeah. Uh, I, I would really, I really think he needs to make, take a stand. I do too, you know, but I, um, a, a very wise person told me just yesterday about this and said, you know, Corey and the president actually have a relationship, you know, to where, he, I mean, he, he rides on Air Force One. So it's not like the president doesn't know him mm-hmm. and he doesn't know the president. So, and I'm sure the president also knows that he's operating in a, in a quasi blue state right now. Mm-hmm. So um, by him doing what he's doing, I know it doesn't excite the base, but I think he may have to do this balancing act, you know, to actually win another election again in Colorado. It's going to be tough regardless of how he does it. Mm-hmm. So even though um, that's not how I would act, you know, I, <laughs> running for Congress and had I been there, nothing would change with me. I, I, I'm not going to look at who's voting, whatever. I'm, mm-hmm. Is it good for America? Is it good for if it is good for Colorado, then I'm going to support it. If not, then I'm not. Mm. You know, Casper, I really think that that I think that's how Corey should uh, or Senator Gardner should look at things as well, because moving to the center, uh, basically, you know, you're you're not standing for freedom. You're not standing for everyday, hardworking yeah. individuals. Yeah, I would I would rather lose the race and still maintain my my soul, if you will, you know, than. You know, they sell out. Mm-hmm. So. And I don't think that you can ever out-Democrat the Democrats. Mm-mm. And uh, I, I think that I really think it's probably going to be Hickenlooper no. that's going to challenge him. Yeah. A soft Corey is going to send a gardener. A soft Senator Gardner is going to wind up being not effective. He's not going to. 
be able to maintain his base, nor is he going to have enough support on the Democrat side to, you know, to win against a Democrat. Right. Right. Yeah. So Hickenlooper or somebody can would easily be able to come in and just take him out. Well, and, you know, I think that there's an underlying support for Trump that people don't really realize. And, of course, with all of the attacks on, on you know, these kids with the MAGA hats yeah, on, yeah. you know, I think people are very quiet about that. But just recently there was an NPR, P, uh, PBS, Mark, uh, uh, Marist poll or something mm-hmm. that said among Hispanics, the approval rate for President Trump is at 50 percent. Yeah, 50 percent for Hispanics and it's 30 to 40 percent in the black community. And so but the Republican Party does not have the same luxury um, in the black community. The Republican Party is um, has a um, single digit approval rate. Mm-hmm. So so you're right. I mean, uh, um, uh, if the election were, were held today, Trump would win. And in 2020, I think he's going to easily win as well. Well, and at the Marade the other day, mm-hmm. I didn't see that many uh, really anti-Trump signs. I know that there were a few. There were a few, yeah. But I, I, didn't, I didn't see a whole, whole bunch. And I think that there's support for President Trump that people don't realize. And yeah. so my recommendation to Senator Gardner is move to, to where Trump is. Yeah. And, and I, think that, yeah. I think that Corey could win the election then. Well, uh, even in 2020, you know, we're going to be running – Whoever's going to be running for Congress and Senate and all that stuff in 2020 is going to need to be very supportive of Trump. Otherwise, um, you know, it's just not going to work. Uh, you can't you can't run against the the if you're a Republican, you can't run against your sitting president um, and expect to have any. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree. So anyway, we're going to go to break here in just a minute. Before we do that, we had I had on Jay's McBride with Presidential Wealth Management yesterday, Mm -hmm. actually uh, on both Wednesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. Great conversations. And uh, we talked about uh, tax rates and the, the margin of tax rates yesterday. And Jason's on the line. Jason, we got a little pushback we heard some from fo- some from some folks that kind of thought that you were advocating that uh, the current tax rates are okay would you like to address that this morning well i you know i i kind of was worried about that kim <laughs> I and i told you right after the show huh cuz we ran out of time and didn't get to kind of finish everything but uh no i uh, uh was just pointing out that some of our commentators out there are are getting the numbers very very wrong and just wanted to kind of correct the record on what the tax rates actually are uh but no i think taxes are are too high uh for everybody except people that don't pay any at all (laughs) uh, quite frankly and i think that uh you know the the tax cuts could have gone much farther and yes even for the uh, wealthy people, I think they would love to have a tax cut too, and it would be beneficial for uh, you know our country if everybody paid lower taxes. Well, and the thing about it, Jason, is let's say let's say wealthy people, uh, if they get a tax cut, which that is totally opposite of what some of these young, young socialists that have been elected to Congress want to do. But if wealthy people have more money in their pocket, they don't they don't put it under the mattress and do nothing with it. They they may you know start another business which creates jobs. They may go on trips which actually gives people jobs in the hotel. And hospitality industry, they may buy a car, which gives people a job that sell the car, that create the car. And so lowering taxes is really good for the economy. 
You know, one of the greatest solutions that would be good for the economy and would put this uh, debate to bed, uh, hopefully forever, is just let's just figure out a fair flat tax that everybody Amen. pays. You know, just do a fair flat tax, and then the hollering about this can stop. Well, and the other thing is, Jason, is is you uh, you mentioned everybody needs to have some skin in the game, and uh, so everybody needs to pay some kind of a tax because I think that that would change our elections if people realize that they're not that they're voting for people that's going to take money out of their pocket as well. They might they might vote a little differently. Yeah. 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 yeah I I think that's true. So. Uh, so yeah, Kim, I apologize. Like I say, we uh, we we didn't quite get to get through everything we wanted to discuss because you and I got uh, uh, talking and we got you know a little bit side railed and that happens. But yeah, no, definitely I am not uh, advocating for higher taxes for anybody. Uh, that includes the lower, middle, upper, middle class, or even the ultra-super-rich. Okay. And, Jason, one other thing. Uh, people <laughs> reached out and they said, you should have that guy on, uh, you know, for longer periods of time. So every month, for sure, we're going to have you in, in studio as uh, the guest emerit- one of the guest Ameridudes. And uh, so it was really <laughs> oh, a great boy. conversation. <laughs> well, there goes all your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure and check out chickspresidential.com. We have our own landing page there with uh, Jason. And so, again, that's chickspresidential.com. Jason, have a great weekend, and thanks so much. All right, Kim. Thank you. Okay. Casper, we're going to go to break. When okay. we come back... Uh, I can't wait to talk with you about your solution. Um, it's, it's a great one. It's uh, Love Saves America. Yes. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. Casper Stockham is in studio with me, and we'll be right back. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and AmeriChick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at AmeriChicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Social media is important to the AmeriChicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for the emails. I spend a lot of time on it, and I'd love to have you appreciate them. So sign up for those. And any comments, keep those cards and letters coming at Kim at AmeriChicks.com. And we are the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, for the next two segments, in studio with me is a guest Ameridude. That is Casper <laughs> Stockham. We've known each other for, I can't believe it, it's seven years now. Yep, seven years. Yeah, sure. And uh, during that time, you have actually thrown your hat in twice to run for Congress. And I just have such great respect for you for doing that, Casper. I appreciate that. No, I, I, uh, I, <laughs> you're a different person after you run for, for public office. Yeah, yeah. It definitely changes you. You know, some, some good, some bad, but it's been good. Yeah. Yep. Well, great. So uh, I wish you were in Washington uh, right. because I know in that you swamp. represent the people of Colorado <laughs> very well. Uh, but 
you know, things work out the way they're supposed to, I think. Yeah. You know, you have to step forward and do everything that you can, I, do your best, and it works out. Yeah. You have to be obedient, and that's what I am. So, you know, I, whether I win or lose, it's not really – it doesn't affect me the way some people might think. It's, oh, my God, you know, you lost. You know, it is what it is. I just need to be obedient, and that's what I am. Well, and so you and uh, and Donald Murphy, right? You're right. working together, yeah. uh, and you've Project come Purpose, up, Project Purpose, and then Love Saves America. Yeah. So um, after the election, just like most of us, saying, "What the heck happened?" I mean, we were like uh, in in shock, you know, to some degree. Mm-hmm. And then there's all kind of groups springing up, trying to come up with solutions for how do we move forward from this. But I saw one set of numbers that really just messed me up and I didn't really pay much attention to this during the race but these were numbers of registered voters here in Colorado we have over 979,000 registered Republicans we have over a million registered Democrats and we have over 1.2 million registered unaffiliates okay so even if a hundred percent of the Republicans voted which never happens right Mm -hmm. we still would have lost the statewide races Mm -hmm. now I didn't really pay attention to this, but the people, the experts knew this, which means that our numbers are not high enough to win. We have to be doing outreach. Well, when we first met, what was I doing? I was doing outreach. Mm -hmm. Right. That's how we met. Right. right? Um, So had the Republican Party followed the lead of Derek Wilburn, myself and uh, Sherry Gibson and, you know, all the. Um, conservatives of color uh, uh, mm-hmm. group had they followed us into the inner city back then i don't think we would have lost any more elections after that but they never did right so then after the election i'm like god what what the heck do we do and i kept hearing save america okay well say well how do you save america right and then i said and then i got this i didn't hear audible <laughs> but i did have this feeling like well why don't you just love on people and let me save america i'm like well, that's not going to work. <laughs> we got to come up with a different plan. But as I started to think about it, really, love can do all things. I mean, love is, is so powerful. It can stop wars. It can move somebody from, from one um, 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 persuasion to another. I mean, it can, it can do all kinds of things. But we rarely use it. Um, I think people like... Martin Luther King used it a lot. In fact, he wrote a book about it takes strength to love. It's easy to hate people. And we see this all the time on the media. We saw it at the, um, at the event in D.C. with the Covington kids. Right. It's easy to hate people. But it's hard to love people, especially people that you don't, you don't believe deserve your love. Right. But the book says to love your enemies. <laughs> so it's like, what, what does that mean exactly? Because, that, I mean... You know, like like the Covington kids, I you know when you look at the complete tape of that, right. they there were grown adults that mm-hmm. were going after these yeah. kids, You're calling them all kinds of hateful names, and it, that makes me angry. I'm I'm having a little trouble loving on what they did to those kids. No, okay, so and that's where we have to have the the separation. We're not supposed to love the act. We're supposed to love the individual, right? So you you. Um, love the sinner, hate the sin. So what they were doing was sinful. So we don't l- love that. And we're talking about the adults towards the these adults, kids. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. toward the kids. But we're supposed to love the adults, the individuals, and hate what they're doing. So, um, and this is, 
And that's the challenge with humans is it's hard to separate the two. It is. Right. But but understand, people use this against Trump. So they hate Trump. Right. They should be loving Trump. And, and if they don't like what he's doing, I get it. OK, so they hate, hate what he's doing, but they should be loving the individual the Trump. Um, but the challenge is I've seen conservatives do the same thing. When Obama was president, they hated Obama. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't. To me, it wasn't a racist thing. They just hated him because of what he was doing. They just lumped it all together. Right. Well, I never attacked Obama for being a human. I didn't like a lot of things he did, but I never um, I never did did things that disrespected him as as a human being. Right. Right. I thought he was a great family man. At least that's the image that we saw. Uh Right. Um, It looked like he loved his 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 children and and Mm -hmm. things like that. Now, I didn't like any of his policies. Right. But I never hated him as a, as a person. Okay. So we have to get into the love mode of loving our enemies, even if we don't like what the enemies do. Obviously the enemy is not doing what we want them to do. Okay. But the book says to love our enemy. It doesn't say love them as long as they're Christian or love them as long as they're straight or <laughs> it says to love them. Muslim, transgender, straight, whatever, you know, we're supposed to be loving every human being on the planet. Okay, um, and I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I truly believe that every individual is precious and treasured right. and valued. Right. What I'm doing every day, though, here on the radio is talking about politics and opinion. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I don't like uh, things that they do. I, I'm, I have to think about that. Do I... Do I hate anybody? I, you know, I did not like Obama's policies, right. but I can't say I hated him. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't really hear any hate coming from you as far as Obama. I'm just saying in general, um, people say, well, you know, people are hating on Trump. Well, guess what? People were hating on Obama too, the same way. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, two sides of the same coin. So we have to be very, very mindful of definitely going after the issues and talking about the issues and pointing them out because we're also supposed to be the salt and light of the world as well. So we're shining light on, 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 on what's dark, going on. Okay. Dark, dark things. So we're supposed to be the salt, light and love, you know, it's a three parts to this, but I am focusing right now on the love piece because when I talk to non-Christians about Christians, they never say, Oh, you know what? I don't like what that person's saying, but they're just so loving. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, someone should be, should feel so loving around us as Christians that they want to be around us more. Even if we don't agree, they say, you know, but I just like Casper. I just like being around him. And I don't even like what some of the stuff he's saying, but he's such a nice person. He's such a loving person. Well, you had given an example of, I think it was a couple of women or something that initially they didn't like you oh, at yeah. all. Oh, so yeah. tell us about that. But when I was running for office, I, I found out about some, some um, in this case, they were women that really, didn't like, not that they didn't like me as an individual. They didn't want me to be their, their representative and they wanted to do everything they could to stop me. And, um, I found out about it and, and people around me were saying, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um, um, say anything to him or you should, you know, just do ignore him, ignore him or whatever. And I said, no, what I'm going to do is love them. And they were quote unquote, my enemy at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I got around them and, um, (laughs) They had to see me because they were also involved in politics and we would go to the same meetings. Mm-hmm. So when I saw them, instead of reaching out my hand to, uh, to shake my hand, I would hug them. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And that's how we do it. We just hug them right into, you know, that's how we show love to people is we, you know, we embrace them. So I just, every time I saw them, I just embraced them. I just kept embracing them. And I know that they were like, oh, I can't stand this guy. I don't know why he's hugging me. <laughs> but eventually. But eventually, they turned around. They started supporting my campaign. They donated to my campaign. We have run um, fundraisers for my campaign. Uh, you know, all these things. And, and, it, and if you think about it, when conflict happens, there's always one side, you know, that starts it or whatever. And then the other side Instead of us showing love, we show it's a it's a combat. Mm-hmm. You know, we just start fighting each other, right? Well, well, n- nobody wins in that in that situation. There's always going to be struggle. There's always going to be people hurt. Now, I am not suggesting that we allow people to just beat up on us. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that it takes a lot of strength to love someone who is coming at you like that. But I also worked in the customer service industry and. Um, with um, Comcast, and I had people call oh, up. Oh my gosh! Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and this is this is customer service one on one. So the customer calls in, they are mad, and they are screaming and they're fussing and, and cussing. Been, they've been on hold forever. They've been on hold forever, <laughs> and now they're mad. So instead of me saying, "You know what, sir, ma'am, I don't really care about your problem," right? That's not. You have to reach out to them and say. Ma'am, sir, I understand where you're coming from. I know what you're saying. I, I, I understand your, your issue. Let me see if I can help you, right? So you're showing them love. You're mm-hmm. showing them compassion. But we don't do that. You know, we get into a political discussion. Well, you're right. No, well, you're wrong. You're, I mean, you know, we're just going back and forth mm-hmm. with them instead of saying, well, let me look at it from your side. Maybe there is something I'm missing. Let's see. You know, mm-hmm. how can I help you? We're not reaching out. We're not showing compassion. We're not showing love. We're just... We're just trying to make sure that we prove our point because we're right. Okay. You know what? Let's go to break because I think we're all getting in conversations with people that they want to fight. Yeah. You know, they want to fight. So, yeah. so what do we do about that? And, I mean, I can think of some people right now in my life that, that want to do that. So yeah. we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, Chris Cantwell with uh, Transworld Business Advisors. Uh, he's, he's, uh, I think he buys, helps you buy and sell opportunity. (laughs) So the real question is it's 2019 and what might you like to do with your future? Maybe you've worked really hard and the kids say, you know, dad, I I don't want the business. So you may need to sell it. Or maybe you've recently retired and you want to buy a business, get some cash flow. Well, then Chris Cantwell is the guy you need to talk to. Uh, he is an advocate for entrepreneurship, the voluntary exchange of va- uh, value between individuals, and the rights of business owners to thrive and flourish. Uh, Chris Cantwell knows that small businesses drive the economic engine of America. So you can reach out to Chris Cantwell for a complimentary consultation to find out how he can help you sell your business or buy your next opportunity. His website is cccellscompanies.com. That's cccellscompanies.com. Uh, and let him know that you know the AmeriChicks. Uh, this is Kim Munson. We're going to go to break. We have Casper Stockham in studio. And I just want to pick your brain on how we love on people yeah. that want to fight with us. So we'll be right back. No problem. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. 
because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. And we are AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Steve, that that spot that just ran regarding the new KLZ website, I'm not sure I understood part of it. Oh, don't say that. You're dating yourself. <laughs> I guess so. That was so creative. All I can say is that the other end of the hall here, there are some very creative young people, and uh, I appreciate them very much. I, I do, too. You know, just speaking of that very quickly, this team here at Crawford Broadcasting, it is a truly a special group of people. Uh, Mike Treem has put together a team here that uh, uh, I love coming into work, even though it's really early when we do that, really Steve. Early. But <laughs> quit complaining, Casper. <laughs> so we have in studio with us Casper Stockham. And Casper... You, you've got this, this new solution for America, Love Saves America. And you're, you're talking about kind of loving on people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, there's people out there that want to fight right now. Not sometimes, all the time. Yeah, and they like to punch people's buttons. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, what do you do about that? Um, you love on them. So, so let me give you an example. So um, you know when somebody says Black Lives Matter? And what we typically want to say was, well, all lives matter. And then they've turned that into a um, a combative situation. Just like just wearing a hat now is combative. It's unbelievable. Right? Exactly. So when, when they say black lives matter, what I say is your life matters. Which is true. It's very true. And then it's, it diffuses the whole, the whole thing. They say, well, uh, yeah, yeah, my life does matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just changes the whole mm-hmm. conversation. Instead of me being combative and saying, well, all lives matter, you know, whatever, I just say, no, your life matters. Okay. Or our life matters. Okay. Right? So that kind of diffuses that. Uh, when it comes to the um, um, Make America Great Again hats and things like that, you know, that's just, just foolishness. But we've got to figure out a way. Okay, now what do you say is foolishness about that? The, not wearing the hat, but um, people being triggered by it. Well, okay, okay. you know, people wear things and call me all kinds of names every day. Even s- some people that were my quote-unquote friends are calling me names. But I'm not triggered by it. I just say, you know, I find it fascinating. And I just say, well, you know, I love you, sister or brother. And I move on with my life. But let's go back to the hats. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, I, I, this is a free country. Yeah. People should be able to wear what they want to wear. Yeah. And uh, this is, it, it, he, I, I mean, I find it astounding what happened to these Coven, Covington uh, right, students. Right. So so mo- more of us need to step up and support um, those students, especially when I found out what really happened. In fact, I posted this on my Facebook wall. I said, you know, I support those students now that I've seen the full video, uh-huh. because what the media typically does is they take a little snippet and turn that into the whole narrative. Right. And then if we um, rush to judgment, then we misread the, the um, incident. So what I did was I watched the whole video and now I have a full understanding. So now I can speak with authority and I say, I support these students. So when somebody comes back to me and says, I can't believe you support them for doing this and doing that. I said, well, you, did you watch the whole video? Well, 
Not yet. Okay, we're going to watch the whole video. Then we can have a discussion. Okay. Okay. And actually, that happened to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't have time to... I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was sending over to this woman. But instead of... I was kind of feeling like my buttons were being pushed a little bit. And um, so I said, have you seen the video? But she's been listening to all the CNN and the NPR stuff. And so going over to... Uh, I can't remember the woman's name with that interviewed the the young student, mm-hmm. uh, Samantha something or rather. Yeah, but Samantha she, Guffrey. Or? Yeah, I think that was it. I really, I I don't hate her, but I don't like her very much <laughs> because she, I thought she was just mean to this young student. Yeah, she says, you know, and well, if you didn't wear the hat, then it wouldn't have been triggered and stuff. No, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's Samantha who Guffrey, it was, Samantha Guffrey. Yeah. Um, that's not how America works. Okay, the the First Amendment was put in put in place so that we could literally say things that people didn't like and not go to jail for it. Right. right. So if they don't like the hat, if they don't like the t shirt or whatever, then that's kind of their problem, not mine. Okay. But I love them. It's your problem. Well, okay. Let me just think about this. Uh, so, is it Savannah? Did you say is her name? Okay. Um, do I, if I look at her, do I think that she is, in the eyes of our good Lord, precious, treasured, and valued? I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like her very much, and I would like to chat with her about what she's doing to this young student. And, yeah. and something that does trigger me is when people either lie to me or uh, are highly manipulative. Yeah. So, so we've got to figure out a way how to separate the two, because to me, it's two separate issues. Just like with Gandhi and Martin Luther King, you know, they, they had people that disagreed with them, but they loved them. So I don't hate her. I don't like what she did. I, I may even hate what she did, but I separate the, the individual from the action. Okay. So I think that's what we do here on the show then, uh, every day is we're talking about news politics opinion instead of people and very seldom will i name names however i thought it was very important and steve to your point regarding senator bennett uh i mean we needed to address his actions i don't i don't hate him i don't dislike him no but um but I think that we need to talk about his actions yeah, there. Yeah, Your and point. I agree too. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that we don't talk about people's actions, but we have to figure out a way how to become more loving to each other, on both sides. They need to figure it out, and we need to figure it out. And so that's what I'm doing because that's what the Bible tells me to do. Okay. Hey, let's. Uh, speaking of loving. And Valentine's Day is coming up, oh, cool. and we have Jen Hewlin with Waters Edge Winery on the line with us. Hey, Jen, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, guys. I'm doing awesome. How are you? Well, good, good. and excited to see you on a Monday night for Vino and Veritas at Water's Edge Winery. We are really looking forward to that. We've got a special menu from the chef. We'll be serving some amazing wine, and I have been busy all week bottling a bunch of new wine, so we have got tons of stuff for everybody. Well, and th- th- that sounds so great. Unfortunately, if you're listening and you have not signed up for Vino and Veritas, it is sold out. So if you want to get on the wait list, you can go to americhicks.com. The link is, is there, and you can get on the wait list. Uh, or you can email me, kim at americhicks.com. So that is going to be so fun. And Water's Edge Winery is located just north of South Glen. So it's it's west of University and uh, just on, on Arapahoe Road. But right. you're, you're also doing some really fun stuff for Valentine's. So what's up? 
We are, but really quick, isn't, uh, don't we have 11 more months of the Vino and Veritas that people can sign up for? <laughs> uh, yes, Jen, thank you so much. We do. So you can sign up for that. Uh, we, uh, people are already signing up for February. Uh, we have 72 spots. And there are, I think, 24 or 25 people that have signed up for the complete year. Mm. Uh, and so that will assure that you have a spot. I think by February, we very possibly may be sold out for the complete year. So, And, and, and if you happen, if you can't make all of them, uh, Dr. Cranowitter is going to make sure that he has uh, podcasts and different things that will, will help you catch up. And each of the lectures will stand on their own. So, yes, Jen, thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are really excited about that. And Valentine's Day, one of our busiest times at the winery, right around the corner, um, we have a special event going on that night. So if you're looking to do something on February 14th, my chef is putting together a four-course food and wine pairing that is chocolate-themed, which means every single course has something to do with chocolate in it. Nice. And uh, the final course is a 10-pound flowing molten lava chocolate fountain mm. with all kinds of stuff to go with it. So we are super excited about that. I, I think personally, I just want to get to the chocolate fountain. So, um, Well, I hear that chocolate and, and wines are health foods. Is that true? Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, both aphrodisiac, so it's oh. a win-win for everybody. Health food. Um, and then we also have some other things going on. We've got a lot of options. You can do a gift card so you can give her a night off from the kids mm. and send her out with her friends. You can bring her down and have a special date night. We recently had a couple get engaged at the winery. Oh, and nice. we, I know, we love love. And uh, it makes everything worthwhile to see when she says yes. And it's amazing. Um, you can also do a personalized bottle with her face on it. And it's a bottle she can keep forever with her favorite wine in it. Um, we also do gift baskets. So if you just need something quick to run out the door, we've got some options for you as well. Well, fantastic. So, Jen Hewen, uh, you're located just west of uh, University, north side of Arapaho, there by the post office, in uh, yes. just north of South Glen. So be sure and check it out. And, uh, yes, go ahead and sign up. Uh, get on the wait list for our January Vino and Veritas. And uh, you go ahead and sign up for February. And, again, we would recommend uh, signing up for the whole year because you're going to have something very special with great wine and food for Vino and Veritas. So thanks so much, Jen. Can't wait to see you on Monday. Absolutely. And anybody can find information or call us at 720-381-6663 or at our website at wewdenver.com. Okay, great. Thanks, 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 Jen. You have a great day, too. And and, uh, Casper, we're going to have to have you back. Yes. We're just about out of time. Yeah, I know. Um, So they can go to seedsofdignitycoalition.org to get all the information about what I'm up to right now. Love Saves America is there, and Urban Solutions for America is there as well. I'm working on that with Scott Gessler. Uh, So seedsofdignitycoalition.org. Get all the information about what I'm up to. Okay. Well, I I, I just love what you're doing on all of this. And... um, you know, I think that we need to realize, even if we don't like what somebody is saying, as individuals, they are loved. As Christians. Yeah, they're We're loved, they're, they're, yeah. they're cherished, and they're valued. Yes. However, that does not mean that we don't take a stand on things. Oh, no, no. We need to take a stand. But if we show them that we love them, even if we disagree, we're going to be able to get a lot further along in this. 
in this fight. Okay. So our quote for today, I thought was very appropriate. It's first mm-hmm. Corinthians 13, seven and eight. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Amen. So our positive thought, 2019, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. Casper, great to have you. Thank you. Okay, God bless you and God bless America.